so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. Whether you're listening to the show as a podcast while you do something else or watch the show on YouTube, I'm very happy that you have included me in your day, in your Celtics experience. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, available now everywhere books are sold and on my website, johncorrales.com, if you want a signed copy for 30 bucks. If you're watching on YouTube, new configuration in Studio 2, still figuring out some of the kinks, new new microphone placement. People have asked me, what's wrong with the audio? Nothing's wrong with the audio necessarily, just a new space, new acoustics, new microphone, but hopefully I think we're, we're starting to figure some things out here. So please bear with me here, Uh, but coming along, I think. Today, going to talk about uh, a few different things here. Dennis Schroeder still on the Celtics' radar, apparently reportedly getting a one-year offer from the Celtics. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about Grant Williams apparently rejecting the Celtics' offer. I, sounds harsh when I put it that way, but to play in Summer League, his reasons why. And then later on in the third segment, Isaiah Thomas, people keep asking me about Isaiah Thomas. Why isn't Isaiah Thomas getting that one-year deal from the Celtics? Why can't we get Isaiah Thomas back? I'll talk about that in segment three. All right, so let's start with the report from Mass Live that Dennis Schroeder reportedly being offered a one-year mid-level exception deal. Don't know whether it's a full mid-level at nine million, nine plus million dollars for a year, or if it's the taxpayer mid-level at $5.9 million. It would be very interesting if it's the taxpayer mid-level because what a fall that would be from what Dennis Schroeder was talking about with the Lakers. They offered him an $84 million extension in L.A., and he turned that down thinking he was going to go get some big money. Major miscalculation from Schroeder there. Now, he's going to have to play somewhere on a prove-it deal. And he's still, I don't think, I don't think that the Lakers have renounced his rights. They still hold his rights to a sign-in trade. The Celtics can offer him a uh, that whatever deal, that mid-level exception deal. The Lakers don't, obviously they can't match. He's not a restricted free agent anymore. But what they can do is sign him, sign and trade him somewhere. So the Lakers still hold the 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 rights, some level of rights to sign Schroeder, trade him, and, and go to a team that, that's over the cap. But none of those teams are, are materializing for Schroeder. So he and his agent completely misread what the 
what the market was going to look like. Uh, the Lakers may not have any any desire to bring him back anymore. I mean, I feel like I feel like the Lakers should consider bringing him back because he'd be a young guy on a team full of old guys. But I think they're moving on. They've moved on. I mean, obviously they got Russell Westbrook, so there's no need for the Lakers to to do that. So he's out there. Should the Celtics offer this? Let's start with the full mid-level. If it's a $9.5 million full mid-level deal, obviously that hard caps the Celtics. Now, the hard cap doesn't impact them quite like it would have before because they've made a bunch of moves here to get way below uh, that that line. And so they can still offer that full mid-level, they can hard cap themselves. And if they say, hey, we're not going to operate, you know, close to that line. We're not worried about trading for somebody. We're not going to go so far in that in that deal, whatever deal we may make during the season, that we're going to kill ourselves by hard capping ourselves. I think if the Celtics' current situation has changed, if it's if it's if they get themselves down to a number that's low enough where hard capping themselves doesn't matter then, okay, you bring in Schroeder on that. If if you can get away with paying him the 5.9 for one year, then great, that's even better. I don't know what other teams are going to be offering him here. I think the Celtics – so normally I'd be against this. I think he's, he's going to be trying too hard to prove. He's going to be too, trying too hard. He's going to be – you talk about – the Celtics have talked about bringing in guys who complement – Tatum and Brown, and and I don't think that that Schroeder really compliments Tatum and Brown at all. But for one year, if the Celtics can get him in at a decent number and flip him at the trade deadline, then some contending team that needs some help at point guard could probably offer the Celtics maybe even a first-round pick if they're in desperate enough situations. Somebody always gets hurt. Hell, they could trade him back to the Lakers. Um, if the cap rules allow, they may not be able to actually, but point is the Celtics can bring him in a useful player. He's not a bad player. He's not a great player. Obviously, if he was, he'd have gotten the money that he was looking for, but he's not a bad player. And, uh, I think that if you can get a bad player, take advantage of a bad situation, take advantage of a situation where here's a guy that thought he was worth something, blew it but is probably worth more than what he's going to be getting. Let him go kind of do his thing in the midst of Tatum and Brown doing doing their thing. And then at the trade deadline, somebody's going to come along and be like, "Yeah, let me let me let's pick this guy up for the stretch run." And and maybe the Celtics can create a traded player exception out of it. Maybe they get some draft picks out of it. Maybe they get uh, somebody with a little bit more that makes a little bit more. Maybe you trade him for a guy that makes 10 and a half. If you're, if you're hard capping yourself and you have the, the room under the hard cap, if you trade 9.5 out and bring in somebody who makes 11 and you have the room to do it, then you clear 11 million of cap space for next season. Or if the team that you're trading to for that third star finds uh shooter useful, then Hey, maybe that that's part of a bigger deal. I don't see the harm necessarily. Is he the best teammate in the world? I don't know. Is he 
rough around the edges, probably. Uh, if and here's the, the the big thing: if he's absolutely so disruptive to the locker room that it's untenable, then you eat it, you cut him, and you you send him home, and whatever. Like he could just go sit at home, say we we don't want you, we're gonna pay you, whatever. We'll try to trade you between now and the deadline, whatever. Even if you get a second round pick for him, it was it was a meaningless signing anyway. So under normal circumstances, I wouldn't like where this is going, but because this year doesn't matter, then I'm like, eh, that's doesn't bother me as much. It really doesn't. Like if if the Celtics can get some some sort of asset out of him, if they can get some usefulness out of him. And look, he'll he'll make the team, I think, better. Just he's he is a, a decent player, right? Like he's he's not perfect, and and I'm certainly not looking at him as a long-term solution at all. But I think that there's there is certainly some business uh side to this that that does make sense. Hop on a bad situation, hop on somebody's miscalculations, and Maybe the Celtics can benefit. Take take a flyer on somebody, and maybe if you flip them for for something good, then great. You benefit by hopping in on a bad situation. So that's the Dennis Schroeder stuff. I'm, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it happens, it happens. My attitude very <laughs> clearly during the season is kind of blasé towards signings, and as long as they're not blowing. The plan. Like, if you're going to have a plan, stick to the plan. You want to sign guys to one-year deals, do it. Uh, whatever happens with the Marcus Smart extension, which is kind of an interesting thing, and I'll talk about that later on this week. Whatever they're doing there, they're doing there, as long as it doesn't screw up what their plan is. I, what I don't want is for the Celtics to try to – if they're going for cap space, then go for cap space. But if you're if you're trying to – if you do something that jeopardizes that cap space, then then why why are we even doing this? Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna hand off Marcus Smart uh, uh, extension, then why are we you know screwing around with with free agents? So I, anyway, Schroeder, fine, I don't care, and and maybe the Celtics can benefit. That's coming up. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the best place to go for anything that your car or truck needs, whatever it is, complicated. Something simple. It's all at rockauto.com. Don't bother going to one of those strip malls. Don't bother going to that chain store. Don't bother going to a dealership. Go to rockauto.com. Whether you know what's going on under your hood or not, whether you're looking for something complicated for your engine or some floor mats or wipers, you can get it all there. It's very easy. You're going to end up saving somewhere 30, 50, 100% more depending on where you would normally go. Uh, I've talked to people who have saved hundreds of dollars on parts by going to rockauto.com. It's a family business. They've been doing this for over 20 years. All of their prices are the same, no matter if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a pro. They're not going to adjust their prices based on what the market will bear. You're going to save time. You're going to save money. You're going to save hassle. You're going to get what you need for your car or truck, and you're going to get it right away. When you do buy something, and I do feel like you're going to buy something when you go, Please write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That's the only way that they know that we sent you. Please write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. It's an amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Celtics returning to the Summer League floor on this Tuesday night. So make sure to check them out. I'll be podcasting after that show, uh, after that game, to talk about what happened in that game, things I've seen from the key players that we're looking for. Maybe Yam Madar makes another big impression and maybe adjusts my thinking a little bit. Side note, before we get into this Grant Williams stuff, the, the, the Yam Madar love in the YouTube comments has been like out of control. And the people, there are people who are just, I, I'm trying to approach this rationally. And there are people who very, very, very much want Yamadar in Boston next year. And it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay if he doesn't come over for one more year. I explained that yesterday. Go back and listen to that show yesterday. But let's see what he does. It was only one game, and I got to react from game to game. So we'll see. Maybe he comes out. He's going to have more of an opportunity to do more, and we'll see what happens from that. In the meantime, Grant Williams did not go to Summer League. Now, I have to apologize because I thought it was a team's decision. Turns out it was his decision. Brad Stevens left it up to him. Brad uh, Grant talked to Sherrod Blakely out in Vegas, and he said, if I hadn't played or if I was hurt, maybe I would have played in Summer League. But since I had the opportunity to play the past two years, we thought it would be best for me to focus on my body and training and get better for next season. So he declined the opportunity to play in Summer League. Now, was this the right decision? Was this the wrong decision? Some of you already have opinions that say these other guys are, are working and Grant Williams is not because he posted a picture of him uh, at like in Aruba or something. It's not to say that he's not working. This is, this is a pet peeve of mine that guys are out there. So you're on vacation while, while half, you know, the, the, some of these young guys are out there in summer league. The third year player in summer league is not always something that happens. Uh, that that's something that in fact, you don't see a whole lot of unless it's uh, kind of uh, unique circumstances, but Grant also could have benefited from some of the summer league. So it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of 50, 50 on this. I understand that Grant now understands he he's been in the league for two years. He knows what he's facing and what's best for him to do what he needs to do. He says improving on the perimeter uh, and more offensive development. So what's that going to be? Is he going to get that from a week in summer league, or is he going to get that from going on his own and training on his own? Now, I think obviously he can go and train on his own and, and work with his trainer and work with whatever coaches and work with the team. He, he was at the Auerbach Center. He totally can go and work and build habits. You run your drills. You try to figure out just over and over and over again, build that muscle memory. At the same time, He's saying improving on the perimeter and more offensive development. If you've put in this work, if you've already started to try to build this muscle memory, Summer League would have been a great opportunity to have, you don't even have to play the whole thing, play two games in Summer League and say, hey, I want to go out there. I want to get some film on me playing the perimeter. And, and it's not Grant going and playing small ball five. You say, hey, we're going to play Grant at the three. We're trying to get Grant at the three. 
Get a couple of games of Grant at the three and let him just a, a few possessions, just take four or five possessions in a quarter and, and try to work the ball through him and just kind of see where he is developmentally. Get some film on him developmentally doing these things that are or have been uncomfortable. Then you have the film. You can kind of see here's where I was before. Here's my baseline. Here I am against live competition trying to do this. Here, Here's you know, pick one, two, three, four things. And let's go back into the lab and spend the rest of the summer working on those things. Totally understand how that can be something that, that works and, and helps uh, amplify his training. I think that might have been a good idea. Now, is it absolutely necessary? No. And this is where this argument about Grant Williams goes back and forth. It's not absolutely necessary, but man, it would have been nice. It would have been nice for him to get some live competition out there. It, it's not necessary because you can still get – I'm sure he's also training against other NBA guys, other high-level guys. So it's not like he's he's training necessarily against cones and chairs. And, and Sure, he can start training against cones and chairs so he can work on his footwork, but he's, he's not going to be working by himself the whole time. There is going to be some level of – him working against other players. So does it have to be in summer league? No, because here's the flip side of the stuff I was talking about at summer league. He says he wants to work on that. Peyton Pritchard wants to work on his shooting. You need to get him his opportunities. Aaron Neesmith wants to work on what he needs to work on. Romeo Langford needs to work on what he needs to work on. Jan Madar, uh, Johan Bilgarin, uh, all of, all of these guys, you, you want all of these guys to work on their own individual things. Meanwhile, it's 10-minute quarters. You're in the flow of the game. When is it my turn to work on my thing? Is it his turn to work on his thing? There is also a disjointed nature to Summer League that can make that all very frustrating. So while the stuff I said about Grant benefiting from some time against live competition, 100% valid. Of course, it's valid. I said it. I think it's valid. It's also valid that he may not benefit like we think he could benefit from having that time on the floor because there are five, six, seven other individuals out there that are going to have their own goals in mind that need to have their own goals in mind. We need to see Romeo Langford do more. We need to see Aaron Neesmith do more. We need to see Peyton Pritchard do more. We need to see these guys out there, if they're going to be on the floor, do more to help fix your game. Now you add the more people you add into that, the more you take away from some of the team goals that they're trying to accomplish, how they work together, how they flow together, the 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 selflessness that that Joe Mazzulla was talking about in his post Monday practice stuff. There are a number of things that will hold a player back if he goes to the summer league because everybody's trying to do this and is trying to jam too many things into, you know, through a door frame, it all gets jammed up. So I, I can see the other side. Whatever it is, we won't know whether it's the right move for Grant Williams until we see him this regular season. And has he improved? Has he gotten better on the perimeter? Has he developed some of those offensive skills? You know, and, and it's hard to see because what's he working on? And so much of this is perception, right? Like we haven't seen the workout videos. Is he going to post the workout videos so we can see what he's working on 
What does that allow for? You know, so much of the criticism comes from assumptions that, again, he posts a picture of himself at the beach while the Celtics are training for summer league. And there's always like an assumption that, oh, well, he's out there doing this. Like if you're posting a, posting a picture from the beach, it's impossible for you to be working. And it's not like, okay, so maybe he was in Aruba for a weekend or for however long. I can go work out wherever. I, I'm going to go on vacation next month, and I can go work out if I want. It, it, you know, there's, there's nothing preventing me. You know, There's a snapshot of a guy on a beach or in a pool, but that that's one snapshot, and that's one part of his day. You don't know what – what he did when he first woke up. You don't know if he woke up and ran five miles. You don't know if he woke up and ate a stack of pancakes. You just don't know which which one it is. You assume because, oh, he's at a beach. Then he's, if somebody posts a workout video, this is why dudes post workout videos. Because people see it and go, oh, man, he's really working. That dude could have been working for those 10 minutes and then sat, walked out. He could be on a beach right there. He could have walked out to the beach and said, okay, did we get that video? Great. Done. That's my workout for the day. Half an hour, put it on Instagram, chop it up, gone. And people buy it. People eat that up and say, oh, he's he's really working his ass off. You don't know. We don't know. People post this for just the, the show of it. So as far as Grant Williams goes, I hope, I hope that the work is going to pay off. I hope that he's putting in uh, the level of work necessary. I assume that he is. He seems to take things seriously. Um, just in my dealings with him, he, he always seems to be working hard. No one's ever accused him of not working hard. So does that mean that summer league, going to summer league was a mistake or, or not going to summer league was a mistake? Yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. Um, but I can understand people going either way with it. Just I would hope that we're being fair when it comes to Grant. All right, let's be fair about Isaiah Thomas when we come back because I hate to say it, but I know we have an obsession about Isaiah. I I, I don't know. I'm gonna come back after I tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You can bet on summer league if you'd like. You can bet on any international sports. That, that you can find over there. There's plenty from around the world, and it's super easy to sign up, get on there, and have some fun. Go ahead, create your username, create your password, do it on your phone, do it on your laptop, whatever, and use the promo code Locked On. Locked On is going to get you 50%, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So you create your profile, you, you connect your bank account, you drop what, $200 in there, Use that promo code locked on. They'll give you another $100 welcome bonus with that promo code locked on. So make sure you're doing that when you go to Bet Online. Uh, it's your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Just told you about the uh, Bet Online, and uh, Bet Online is also the sponsor of the Lockdown Bets podcast. So check out the Lockdown Bets podcast to supplement your gaming after you sign up for Bet Online. They are the sponsor of the Lockdown Bets podcast. Uh, 
and go check them out. Uh, your boy Q, uh, Lee Sterling, they've got their locks. They, they're going to help you through the biggest bets of the day and maybe help you win a couple of bucks. So check out the Lockdown Bets podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I will not be betting on Isaiah Thomas making a return to the Celtics. I'm just not. I'm sorry. I know that the buzz is back with Isaiah Thomas. He just dropped 81 points in a pro-am. He just dropped uh, prior to that 60, I think it was, in another pro-am. And, hey, look, it's great that Isaiah is feeling healthy enough to do this. It's great. Um, He's an NBA player or former NBA player, a former All-Star who's feeling good again and going up against bad competition and and dropping major, huge, crazy points. Um, This is pro-am season. This is the time of year. You've got workout videos. You've got video of Ben Simmons out there hitting threes with Rajon Rondo. Great, you're hitting threes in an empty gym. Congratulations. Uh, But then it's also pro-am season, and you're going to see videos of guys like Jordan Crawford and – you know, whomever, you know, Isaiah Thomas going up against these lesser guys and, and having monster games, right? Because that's what they do. You put an NBA player up against lesser players, not NBA players. That's why it's pro-am. And the am, the amateurs, are going to get waxed. That's how it is. And Isaiah Thomas, I always say this, you put the worst player up against non-NBA, you put the worst NBA player, actual NBA player, up against non-NBA talent, that guy's going to look like a god out there. So for the people who see Isaiah Thomas drop 81, like that's great. And it's a sign that he's healthy, that his hip is not bothering him. That's fantastic. I'm happy for him. And I've, I've said before on the podcast, I feel like with Isaiah Thomas, there are 30 NBA teams that are going, wow, man, good for him. I'm so happy about him. I, I hope that he hooks on with an NBA team, just not us. And there are 30 teams out there that are saying that. Everybody loves Isaiah Thomas. I love Isaiah Thomas. And everybody's saying it would be great if he hooked on. Could he Could he show up and, and play? Could he play for Orlando? Could he play for Cleveland? Could he play for one of these, Oklahoma City? But none of those teams, the bad teams are trying to develop their young talent. The good teams are looking for a guy that's that's probably not going to be as much of a liability on defense. Like, un- unless he – and he did sign a 10-day. Like, unless he can come in somehow and wow these guys. This is why I think just go to – go to, I don't know, Real Madrid. Go somewhere – and dominate the Euro League, dominate somewhere else. I know that he's trying to hook on here. And if he wants to hook on in the NBA and, and is only going to sit around and play in these pro-ams and wait for NBA teams to call, they're not going to call. He's got to go out there and find a league somewhere against real competition to go out, drop 35 for a week or, or two or three weeks straight, for a Euro League team, go sign a contract that gives gives them uh, gives you a buyout or a, an out to go back to the NBA. Do that. Do something. The proams don't show me anything. They don't. And I love Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I'm so pissed that he had to go through what he went through. That's not fair. Life is not fair. Basketball is not fair. 
the hip stuff, he tried to play through it. That's a whole like that's not fair that he had that that derailed him. He was on his way to making a lot of money, a lot of money. But that's how it goes for some guys. That's just how it goes. So if he wants back into the league, he's gonna have to suck it up and say, I'm going to France, I'm going to Germany, I'm going somewhere where I can show what I got in in uh, in a comparable league, a reasonable facsimile of NBA talent, if he can go out there and show like, oh, wow, he's he does still have it. We're wrong. Then he, he can go. Why not Boston? Why not one year in this crazy year? I just spent a, a whole segment saying, I don't care if Dennis Schroeder comes back or not because there's no – positive end game to Isaiah coming back. Like if, if he comes back for a season and does okay, then every team, the Celtics fans are going to want him back. And he just does not fit into the future. And if he comes back and has like, Oh, he's averaging 17 points a game. And in this weird situation or whatever, that next season, he's just going to be another year older, another year, where he's he's going to be you're going to have him targeted on defense again and again and again he's not going to be a playoff player i don't see the positive ending here you're not going to trade him and get value like schroeder schroeder you bring him in you trade him if he ups his value or you just cut him and it doesn't matter no one cares you can't you do that with isaiah thomas then you know you get the fan base all up in an uproar again it's just it's just as well that the Celtics don't do anything. And it sucks. It sucks. But I just don't see the positive for the Celtics. Except, I guess, the fans would love it. The fans would go nuts. But then he'd be treated like a sideshow. And, I don't know, too, it's too, too much of a... It's just not. It's just not right. I don't think. Now, you, obviously, a lot of people are going to be pissed off at me that I said that. They're they're, they're going to say and, and throw back that it doesn't matter, it, it, and it doesn't. It doesn't really matter at all. You know, you can sign every sign me for the year. It doesn't matter um, in a lot of ways. But also, no one cares if you know you bring in. You know, oh, he's a scrub. Whatever. Put him at the end of the bench. You need somebody, the fifteenth guy. Um, that you can throw in to match salaries. Isaiah Thomas has two. He's like a little too special here to be to be playing these little games, these these cap games with him. I don't think I don't think Celtics fans would appreciate treating him the way the way I talked about Dennis Schroeder or or Josh Richardson, like whatever. Like oh, if he's if he's okay and they don't bring him back, we're like yeah, well that was never going to happen. You don't bring Isaiah Thomas back in that same exact situation. People go oh, here we go again and. It's, it's just not worth the headache. It's just not. So, sorry. But I love Isaiah Thomas. I do. I, I wish things were different. All right. Celtics back in action in Las Vegas. I'll be back in action here on the podcast after that game. So, check it out. Uh, subscribe. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. Leave a comment. Leave <laughs> whatever uh but most importantly share the podcast 
tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbor, tell random people on the street that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.